0: The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, this is Casey Fields. I'm the Manager for Municipal Advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Here is the latest from the Dome to Your Home, the Association's weekly legislative report. The Senate and House of Representatives met in regular session last week and adjourned at 5 p.m., on Thursday, to end the 2019 regular session. Legislators plan to return to Columbia on Monday, May 20th to complete work on the budget conference report and any other bills that went to conference committees. Since this is the first year of a two-year session, all bills will remain active for the 2020 session. Here are a couple of updates on some bills that passed and that are still active for 2020. The Utility Relocation Bill, Senate Bill 401, was adopted, enrolled for ratification, and once ratified, will be sent to the governor for his signature or veto. House Bill 3137, the local government fund formula bill, was sent to a conference committee with Senators Scott, Cromer, and Corbin, and Representatives Bannister, Cobb-Hunter, and Finley. Senate Bill 440, which made changes to the Textile Revitalization Act, was adopted Enrolled for ratification, and the same as 401, once ratified, will be sent to the governor for his signature or veto. The tobacco preemption bill and the plastic bag ban bill, also a preemption bill, they both remain on the Senate-contested calendar, and the bill that prohibits the Municipal Association from collecting business licenses on behalf of cities remains in a House committee. The bill that amends the Tort Claims Act remains in a House committee, while the South Carolina Small Wireless Facilities Deployment Act bill is still in Senate Judiciary Committee. S-227, the Senate version of the zero millage bill, was passed by the Senate and moved to the House-contested calendar at the last minute last week. It'll be ready for debate when they return in January 2020. Details of all the bills that were passed during this session will be available in the year-end report at the Municipal Association's annual meeting in July and online. The year-end report will also include bills that are still active for 2020. Here are a couple of updates on our advocacy initiatives. House Bill 3132 and Senate Bill 217, those were both the flexibility bills that deal with hospitality and accommodations tax revenue to control and repair flooding. That 217 passed the Senate and it was sent to the House Ways and Means Committee. It is in the House Ways and Means Committee for the 2020 legislative session when they return. House Bill 3137, as I mentioned earlier, is in a conference committee and can be taken up when they return on Monday, May 20th to handle conference reports. Also, both versions of the budget, both the Senate and the House version, included recurring funding for the Criminal Justice Academy to increase training for officers in its version and... It can increase the capacity and decrease wait times for admitting new officers. Budget conferees will determine the final amount when they start meeting this week. The state budget bill was referred to a conference committee last Thursday at the very last minute of session to iron out the differences in the two versions of the bill. The budget conferees are Senators Leatherman, Jackson, and Bennett, and Representatives Merle Smith, Simrel, and Rutherford. The House version of the budget includes, and I'm going to list these out for you. So the House passed its version, and the House version includes $11.1 million to the local government fund base amount. They included the 1% credit for employers' retirement system contributions. $22 million in non-recurring funds as a match for FEMA for Hurricane Florence. $2 million in recurring funding to the Criminal Justice Academy and an additional $1.47 million to the Criminal Justice Academy for mobile training. It exempts retired state employees from the $10,000 earning cap. There was also a bill that was debated regarding the retiree cap. Now, the Senate version of the budget includes $9.5 million to the local government fund base amount. It also includes the 1% credit for employers' retirement system contributions. $22 $22 million also in recur- non-recurring funds as a FEMA match for Hurricane Florence. The Senate version includes $500,000 in non-recurring PTSD funding. It also includes $2 million in recurring funding to the Criminal Justice Academy to reduce its dependence on fees and fines. There were also two provisos <clears throat> that were included in the Senate version of the budget that were not in the House version, Proviso 109.14 protects existing collections programs, it removes the restriction on processing, and specifically permits counties and municipalities to contract with private third parties to assist in the collection of business license taxes so long as business data is submitted to the municipality rather than the private third party. The proviso also limits contact between private third party collection entities and businesses to one instance And it creates a study committee to develop reforms related to third-party collection entities. There was also another proviso adopted in the Senate version of the budget, Proviso 117.21, in case you want to look these up. It requires nonprofit organizations that receive contributions from an entity that receives money in the state budget bill to provide detailed statements about their staff salaries, positions, and programming to the State Executive Budget Office and Revenue and Fiscal Affairs Office. The proviso further requires a nonprofit organization to agree to an audit by the state auditor before it can accept contributions from covered entities. There were only two bills that were introduced that had an impact on cities and towns. I encourage you to look those up in the tracking system. There were bills in subcommittee and committee last week, so I encourage you to look those in the tracking system also. This is our last podcast, our regular podcast for From the Dome to Your Home. We look forward to coming back with a final wrap-up with the full legislative team and keep listening to this podcast so you can hear all different perspectives from the Municipal Association, from Main Street to the annual meeting. And we look forward to coming back with the legislative team and sharing some more interviews with Senators, House members, mayors, and keeping you informed. And make sure to follow the legislative team on Twitter and always look at Uptown Update on Mondays for a new podcast. Thanks for listening this session, everybody. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.